box on the stove. How are we doing, guys? So, unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately, due to Hurricane Ian, we uh, we, we made an episode, Zach and I filmed an episode, NFL uh, Week 3 recap. So, we're no longer combining all the information into one episode. But due to Hurricane Ian and my power, I was unable to upload it. And it's kind of like pointless to upload now because it's been so long. So, yeah, we're sorry about that. Can't really control uh, natural disasters. But I, we hope everyone has been safe and was all right from the hurricane and nothing too horrible happened. So this episode is going to be entirely a uh, preview of week four, except we are going to slightly go over the Bengals-Dolphins game that happened last night as we were didn't recap it or get this episode done in time to post it. But we did post a TikTok in which we did pick the Bengals. So mm-hmm. if you follow us truthfully, you would have known this. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to just talk about this game, I know it's a trending topic as of late, but, um, you know, Tua seemed to have suffered another head injury uh, back-to-back weeks. Um, you know, I know last week they said, oh, it was a back injury. You know, it was um, nerves. That's why, like, he was wobbling, stuff like that. Um, I don't really believe that as someone that's had multiple concussions before anytime you get a hit to the head if you had a back injury you wouldn't be like shaking your head like you wouldn't, he wouldn't try have to, like, gotten up if his back yeah. locked up on him he could not have just stood up yeah and especially like if you have a back injury you're not trying to shake it off with your head because more movement from your neck would hurt your yeah, back you're gonna go like this you're gonna go oh you're not gonna yeah go, yeah, oh. you're, yeah you're gonna do like the one hand to the back and you're like, yeah, oh, coach, coach coach yeah 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 come on come on come on like that's what's gonna happen but they play him this week Dude gets whipped to the ground. Like, it was really bad. By the way, I, I there was a lot of mixed feelings about this. I don't know how you feel, but whenever there's a really bad injury, yeah, I don't know if you should replay it, like, 80 times in a row in, like, super 4K slow-mo to watch his head, like, bounce off the turf. But at the same time, I feel like for any other injury that isn't a head injury, I feel like it's kind of okay. Like, if you see a guy, like, get his leg snapped, you're, you're going to show that and the fans are going to be like, ooh. I think, all right, let's, I, let's I think when it comes to really big injuries, you show it You show it the one time, you go to commercial, you show it the one time you're back, and then you don't show it again. <laughs> oh, dude. I See, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, it, it just kind of killed me how, like, it was such a stressful situation because, like, the way he went down and, like, the way his, like, hands, like, locked up, like, it's a very scary sight. Then they cut to like an Amazon commercial with like a happy family. And then when you return, they're like, all right, let's look at this again in ultra 4K slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> You're just getting like baptized against the dirt. And they're like, yeah, we're going to cart them off and send them to the hospital. Um, you know, there was just – another thing I didn't really get is like sending him home to fly home with the team. Like I get he got cleared from the hospital, but mistakes do happen. There was a Chargers alignment, I believe, a, while, uh, a couple years ago. I'll try to look it up. Um, but essentially what happened was he got a concussion in a game and yeah. So Chris Dealman, Chargers offensive lineman, got a seizure, went to the doctors. They cleared him. They said, all right, you got a concussion. You can fly home with the team. You're fine. On his flight home with the team, he seized on the plane and they had to have an emergency landing to rush him to the hospital. 
if you're if you're the Dolphins, you're already under investigation for how you've mishandled this whole Tua situation. Why even risk flying him home? Because if he ends up having a seizure on the plane, and then you got to have an emergency landing, you're gonna have way more problems on your hands, more than you already have. Like we already think that there's gonna be people sued, people fined. Yeah, so already my, gonna get my thing is is. Um, it's a back of the head, which is where your brainstem is, which is like your entire fucking nervous system is, is communicated and ran through both yeah. of them were back of the head. The first one that initially happened last week and the one that happened last night, were both back of the head. And that's like the scariest injury in any sport. I mean, even in MMA where you can legally beat, like m- try to murder someone you can't hit in the back of the head because it's so unprotected. Like you feel your skull. There's like nothing there. It's so, like, yeah. it's, it's so unprotected. And my and um I know I always reference my dad, but he just watched a lot of TV. But he said that he was watching a, a thing in an interview today about a bunch of old former NFL guys, and they used to talk about when they took the so the way the concussion concussion protocol works, it's the baseline test based off of everyone in the NFL how they did on their protocol. And he said that these dudes would purposely bomb the test so the baseline number would be low so even if you were concussed out of your mind you'd be able to pass the test yeah and I, there just wasn't any safety and i'm all about safety first with every athlete in any sport and i think it's it, it's the issue is now is that it's gone beyond a football issue it's gone about this man's life the rest of his life because if he has yeah. serious nerve damage he might never play football again they can seriously like fuck everything up so they're yeah, definitely and, investigated, and and I hope they get sued because it, there's just no way that man should have played. I'm sorry, there just really isn't. Yeah, it's not even worth it, and especially um, with the the news release about Demarius Thomas's autopsy, how it was like second grade CTE, and then his family telling the stories about how he was like seizing three, four times a day, like he would have constant headaches. He felt like he wasn't himself like just said he needed to get fixed, but didn't know how to. And then ultimately ends up having a cardiac arrest due um, to the deterioration of his brain. Like that's just, you know, it kind of goes back to the thing we talked about before. Like we don't really humanize our athletes as much as we should. And even more so in the um, the NFL, because you look at football, you don't even get to see their face. It's literally just they're in all this padded gear, masked up. Like you don't really like recognize them as like human anymore until they step off so I feel like and also dude I don't want to blame the guys that tackled him it is not their fault oh not at all he was on the field this is entirely the Dolphins fault there's no one else to point fingers at a blame you can't blame Tua obviously he wanted to play like yeah that's it oh I hate when people keep trying to say that no he wanted you were in the NFL you were leading you were a second year player leading the arguably one of the best teams in the in the the NFL you want to play you are going to play if they tell you you're good to play you're going to play like that's how yeah. that works. I it, it even aggravates me more, and this is this will be the last thing I say on it. But when people are like, "Oh, well, you know, two is his own man; he can make the responsible decisions to take care of his own body," I'm like, "No, you can't," because in your mind, you think you're fine, but you need an outside perspective yeah. to tell no, you you're what's good. Your brain is not normal. Not, you don't know. You actually have no yeah. idea. Yeah, like. Like, as someone that literally got a concussion and couldn't even remember the last sentence I spoke, I was literally trying to talk my coaches into getting back into the game. And they were like, you can't even look me with both of your eyes in my face. Like, you, you're going everywhere. And I was like, I was completely dumbfounded. But, I mean, that's why we have other – this is why we have medical staffs in place to protect the players. And at the same time, if they're just there 
to just completely disregard it just so they can throw them back into the game for a regular season W? Like, would it really have killed you to sat out a week or two? Like, would it? No, nah, but but you'll throw him back in there risking that he could die. He could have serious long-term effects to his brain. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Sad. it it's, it's really sad, bad. man. Concussions and concussions in NFL, they just they don't really know what they're doing yet. It's still brand new, bro. It's still like it's still too new to the fact that the doctors still don't have a hundred percent confirmation on what to do or what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, yeah, let's let's like you said, we want nothing but the best for Tua. We hope everything's all right with him. I hope something happens that this never happens again to any football player. Um, but mm. let's let's get a happier notes now. Let's move on to our uh, yeah. first game of this weekend. We have the Minnesota Vikings playing the New Orleans Saints in London at the Tottenham yes. Hotspur Stadium, 9.30 a.m. on NFL Network. The over-under, uh, Minnesota's a minus three, over-under set at a 41.5. Zach, do you want to get us started with this one? Yeah, so I was doing a little homework, and since 2007, when the international games really began, you know, we've had the little Mexico series, London, Germany, all that. Um, the designated home team for these games is 12 and 17 overall. So home team's not really doing too hot. New Orleans will be the designated home team in this matchup. Um, couple notes I have Justin Jefferson has struggled in the last two weeks against uh, corners such as Darius Slay, Jeff Okuda. And now he doesn't have any better of a matchup. He goes head to head against Marshawn Lattimore. And Jefferson even said one of the hardest corners he's ever played is Marshawn Lattimore in the league. So this is going to be another tough week for him. I don't know if Kirk Cousins and them can get it going. What I do fully expect, though, is Dalvin Cook, if he's healthy and ready to go with that shoulder injury, um, they'll probably rely a lot more on their ground and pound attack. Um, you know, with that being said, I'm still going to take Minnesota minus three, and here's why. If you look at the New Orleans side of things, you know, the Saints are in probably the worst shape they've been all year uh, injury-wise. Jameis Winston is now doubt for the play due to his back injury. kind of, Yeah, we, we've seen him kind of deteriorate with that back fracture. He's, he's even less mobile than he was in the past. Michael Thomas is out. Um, Alvin Kamara and Jarvis Landry are both marked as questionable. I don't even think Landry's going to play. So that means Chris Olave, a rookie receiver, is going to have to be the number one target for most likely Andy Dalton, considering that Taysom Hill has mostly only been used for wildcat packages. Oh, it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure they announced it's going to be Dalton. Yeah, so it's going to be Dalton. Um, you know, love me, love me some red rifle, but I just don't see it That's happening. Um, I, I think Minnesota will kind of bounce back. You know, they have one of the best offenses in the league. Um, they have, they have, they have the ability to have one of the best offenses in the league. They don't always be yes. for that. Yes, I agree. Um, if I am a Justin Jefferson fantasy owner, I'm shitting my pants. Because through three weeks of the NFL, Marshawn Lattimore in week one had one catch allowed for six yards. In week two, he had two catches allowed for 17 yards and a pass breakup. And in week three, he had zero catches allowed. So uh, if you're like, oh, man, you know, it's finally JJ time. It's not. Not this week. Really not. Not going to happen. Not but if you're all. Adam Thielen owner, you might have a good day. You might you might have a good day. I don't know. Um, I will say the New Orleans Saints do have the eighth ranked pass defense. Thielen's only projected like nine or ten points, so I don't even know if I'm going to start him still. Yeah, I think you're right. Though. They need to use like they need to utilize Dalvin heavy in this game. They need to really get Dalvin. Yeah, stick, when Dalvin's, to the ground. When Dalvin's hot, they win. They win. Yes. yes. 
Um, moving on from that game, go. Oh, by the way, wait, so we're game, taking though. we're taking Minnesota minus three. Yes, yes, I would like to. Our next game, we have the Cleveland Browns heading on down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Cleveland is minus one point favorites in this. The over/under is set on forty-seven, and this will be a one p.m. game on CBS. Look, Miles Garrett will most likely try to play through injury. Okay, do um, we know if he's I, playing or not? Has any announcements been made? He said he is going to try and play, so he That's will start right now. Yeah, yeah, he said he will start. We don't know how long he will play, though. You know, he's coming off he's multiple car accidents, but yeah. So, then again, so real quick on that, Zach. Sorry to interrupt you. I was reading into this, and this dude is notoriously known for speeding. That he has two speeding tickets in back-to-back days of going over 100 miles an hour. They said he is the most reckless driver around in Cleveland, and he just gets away with it a lot because of who he is. I agree. I will also say this, though. He is probably the last man on earth I would be worried about getting in a car accident at 100 miles an hour because you could probably hit him with a Ford pickup truck, and the Ford pickup truck would probably smash to a billion pieces. He's literally a shit brick house for a human being. Um, the only injury he got, they were like, oh yeah, minor injuries, even though his car flipped like 80 times. Um, he only has like a bicep strain, He's I believe. He's got bruising on his face. Yeah, bruising. Like, he wears a helmet anyway. I, I doubt anyone's going to try to Mason Rudolph him like he did. Yeah, you, you get the joke. Anyway, but um, here's another thing I'd look out for. Uh, Jacoby Brissett already has one game with over 100 passer rating, so he can show signs of winning QB play. Uh, if anybody can replicate that again, it would probably be him against this Atlanta Falcons team. I think the only real matchup you have to be wary about is AJ Terrell matching up against Amari Cooper, but I still think Amari Cooper is going to eat regardless just because Arthur Smith. Loaded, yeah. Yeah. Arthur Smith always just also just doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to be like, you know, I'm going to match up man-to-man and be very smart about my defensive alignments. You know, I just don't see him as being an actual intelligent uh, head coach. Another thing I'll say, Falcons rank bottom 10 in the NFL in rush defense DVOA rating. That is not what you want to see when you're going up against the number one ranked rushing attack in all of football with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Hey, we need Nick Chubb to eat, bro. Let's have him eat in this game. If I had some bold predictions, I would say – Nick Chubb is easily going to break 100 yards on the ground. And I also think Amari Cooper – I don't Cooper, even think that's bold. I think that's just pretty logical. Yeah. One of, one of the things I saw is it was Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were both going to have over 100 yards on the ground. And I was like, okay, now that's bold. That's bold. Something I'm that not- is, that is uh, going to draw a little attention to this game that I don't think it's going to be too much of a factor, but there's a lot of injuries for the Browns. Miles Garrett's questionable, Jadavian Clowney. Denzel Ward, Jem- Jeremiah Oswusu Kormara, Taven Bryan, all of them didn't pr- practice this week. Anthony Walker Jr., starting linebacker and captain of the defense, had lost season injury, season ending injury last week. So this defense is banged up. Now I don't think Mariota or anything's gonna do anything, but I do think they're gonna, I think it's gonna be a little more high scoring than usual due to the Falcons defense sucking. And then they're all and the Falcons also getting Kyle Pitts more involved. And it's gonna, they don't really have weapons to kind of shut them down. So I, I do think I do think it'll be a pretty high-scoring game personally, but I, I, I don't think that's going to change the outcome. Yep. With that being said, I'm still going to rock with Cleveland minus one. Um, you kind of feel the same way about that? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, I do think, though, I like I said, I think this is one of the weeks where the Falcons offense put up the most points they've put up this season. 
just because there's so many injuries on the defense of the Browns. I can see that. Um, moving on from this game, though, we have an NFC East matchup between the Washington Commanders taking a trip on down to Jerry's World, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are minus three-point favorites. Over-under set at 41.5. This will be another game at 1 p.m. on Fox. Um, some notes for Dallas. Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz are both questionable, although I am going to assume Gallup will most likely be back. Word on Dalton the block. Schultz. Word on the block word is Gallup's going to play. Yeah, word on the block. Um, Cooper Rush looking to add to another win for the Cowboys. Um, you know, he's been better than advertised for them. You know, started out of, him on fantasy right before this podcast, so he needs to uh, eat. Yeah, one thing I will say: Tom Brady is a uh, guy that went under the radar out of Michigan. Cooper Rush is a guy that went under the radar out of Central Michigan. So, correlation? Not, correlation? I don't know. I am saying Ray Lewis may or may not have killed two people. Also, don't know. Don't quote me. Ray Lewis, please do not find where I live. I promise I can. Because yeah, you'll be number three. <laughs> yeah, I will. I would. Yes, I, and I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even come at him saying like you may not be bulletproof because he, for all we know, he could be bulletproof. But another thing I'd look for in this game, um, I think Michael Parsons is going to add to a sack total considering uh, Carson Wentz got sacked nine times last week against the Eagles. Um, you know, Jerry's world, if there's one thing they've got, it's a little bit of a defense. And I think Michael Parsons, as a pure pass rusher, is way better than we ever thought he would be. You know why, Zach? You know why? Why is that? Why is because that? he was a high school state champion wrestler. Ah, yes. You know what we say about our wrestlers on the line? There's some dogs. There are some um, dogs. And the other thing to add to your sack note, the commanders, excuse me, the Washington football team allowed nine sacks last week, and uh, the Cowboys are the leading sack team in the NFL with 13. Yes. So, so Cooper Rush going to ball out. I'm going to take Dallas minus three in this one. I don't really got lock to say. I think it's easy. I think I think it's, yeah. I think that's a pretty good solid lock. See, yeah, that's the problem about the NFL, though, is anytime I have way too good of a feeling about a game, I always like – yeah, but like dude, there's no, they're not gonna stop. It's Carson Wentz, bro. There, yeah, there's just no way I can. No way he got set. They're gonna put so much pressure on him. They're gonna come oh, yeah. him so much. Cooper Rush is gonna be like, oh, great. By the way, Jerry Jones is called. Grayson Fisher picked me up in fantasy. I have to drop a thirty piece. You know, I just have to. And then my fantasy I would love to see is gonna it. win, and I'm gonna carry Cooper Rush into the into the motherlands. And if he does that, and and somehow. Wins me my league. I will make. I will. I'm saying it right now. I will build a shine of Cooper Rush in the podcast room when it's done. Fair enough. We'll get it. We'll get a Cooper Rush jersey and just mount it on the wall. Put some candles. Yes, I agree. But moving on from that game, like we said, we'll take Dallas minus three in that. Our next game is a little bit of a weird one. We have Seattle going on over to Detroit, taking on the Detroit Lions. Lions. So far, the line's at minus three and a half, but I don't know how I'm feeling about that. Over-under set at 48, and let's go through some of the notes. DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown will not play in this game, which hurts a majority of the Lions' production. Um, you know, even though I think, you know, Dan Campbell's got something working over there in Detroit, and I think Jared Goff is finally, you know, taking some strides as, like, the captain over there as the leading quarterback. Like, who Swift going down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's up? Would you say is not playing in this game? Amon Ra is out and DeAndre Swift is out. Oh my god. 
Yeah, so both of those boys will not be playing. And you um, just got Hawkinson. I did. I did. So let me tell you something. I already have Travis Kelsey, though. So I don't think Hawkinson will earn a starting role yet. But what I will say is with Swift out, I think Jamal Williams is going to get a lot more carries. He's already been the red zone back for them anyway. So expect him to get a lot of touches. He's been doing good. Um, the Lions secondary is allowing over 265 passing yards per game, which is 25th in the NFL. I would expect some decent success from Geno Smith this game. You know, DK came out this week talking a lot of shit about Jeff Okuda. He was like, I ain't seeing it. I ain't really seeing it. I don't know. But DK, what have we seen from you this year, bro? Yeah. I mean, he does have Geno Smith. Um, but you know, I, I'm kind of expecting something out of Gino. Not a lot, though, because let me be honest, if there was ever a guaranteed bet this week, it's going to be the under at 48. Yeah, um, also, Zach, another key thing to note is that uh, without Amar and St. Brown, whatever the hell is out of St. Brown. Amon Ra. Yeah, Amon yeah. Ra, St. Brown. Also, Seattle brings Quandre Diggs back for the first time this season, who's one of probably mm. arguably their best safety. So you're losing a weapon on offense, and they're getting another weapon on defense for that. Yeah. I just don't – I. I love I love Campbell and I love the Lions, but I feel like those are two huge. Now I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. I just don't I don't see it without those two weapons. Yeah, um, especially the line with what it's at. Uh, I think it's safe to take Seattle at plus three and a half and the under at forty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a little too high scoring for either of these matchups. I do expect Geno Smith to have some favorable matchups with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you know, try to get things going, especially with how wide open that passing game has been. And, you know, if Jeff Okuda's on DK, then Tyler Lockett's going to eat because I don't even know the dude's name, their number two corner, but he is dog shit. But that's all I have to say about that. Moving on from that, we have an AFC South matchup between the Tennessee Titans, who will be taking on the Indianapolis Colts. This will be in. Indy, Indy is minus three and a half with the over-under set at 43. Now, look, this game will also be on Fox, by the way. Look, I'm not really impressed by the Titans' performance against a lackluster Raiders team. Uh, I just don't think Josh McDaniels is a great head coach. He's a decent offensive coordinator, but, you know, he's just not able to get shit done. Um, I am impressed, however, with the Colts game plan against the Chiefs, and I hope they can replicate that and get things churning going into this week. One of my... Full expectations that I think is going to come to fruition is I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get things going against an injury-ridden Titans team. And you know, my fantasy team would fucking love that, Zach Watts. Yes, uh, and I fully believe that. You know, I think this will be a battle of the running backs. Um, you know, I want to take the under, but I feel like I'm taking so many unders this week that I may be called a pussy. Yeah, yeah also, I may be called a pussy. another thing to note is that – um. You have this O-line's been hurt for the Titans. You know, Taylor Lewan's out. It all, even when he was in, it, they weren't that good. He's one of their best offensive linemen, if not their best offensive linemen. So he's out. Like you said, they did play a, a Raiders team that was not that good. But there's a fun fact that the Titans need Derrick Henry, okay? So they're already giving him a shitty O-line, and they need to feed him. Indy's defense has allowed the third fewest rushing yards per game at 77 and hasn't and – hasn't, allowed any back to top 64 yards this season. There's, I, I just don't think there's any way that the Titans can – If I don't think there's any way Derrick Henry can have a 50-yard game and the Titans win. 
I just yeah. don't, I, I don't think it makes sense. I think they're gonna just prepare for him. Um, I did I did start Robert Woods over Allen Robinson, so that'd be kind of cool if be kind of cool if Indy can get like a really big lead with Jonathan Taylor running for like three touchdowns at halftime, and then they just like just throw Robert Woods the ball every pass in the second half. So that'd be pretty dope for my fantasy team. But yeah, I just don't I don't. I think the Titans are one of the worst teams in the NFL, and I, I don't think injuries are helping them out at all. Yeah, I fully agree. I also think with their lack of a passing attack, um, Derrick Henry just isn't going to get the looks he's looking for. You know, a lot of the times you'd have to respect Tannehill with A.J. Brown and um, and I, even with Julio Jones last year, even with all the injuries, you had to respect the deep threat in a sense to play two, a two-safety shell. Um, and teams just aren't doing that anymore. You know, they're loading the box, single high safety, and they're saying, hey, if you want to beat us, go ahead, throw deep. Is we this dare you. the game in which we see Malik Willis get handed the torch? I don't believe so. Um, although I do have a bold expectation pick for later on in the pod. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So we're rocking with Indy minus three and a half, correct? Yes. Fully believe that. Our next game, though um, – if there was ever a don't watch game of the week, I would bet my life that it would be the Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. Uh, Giants are minus three in this one. I'm taking the under at 39 and a half. Um, I think these teams are dog shit. Saquon Barkley is the key here. Rares, or the Bears rush defense is not as strong as in years past. Um, Daniel Jones is probably going to have another turnover in this game, if we're being honest. Oh, so um, is Justin Fields. He's two, Justin Fields is 23 for 45, not 297, with two touchdowns and four picks. Daniel Jones is 59 for 92, for 560, three touchdowns, two picks. If yeah, there's a um, lock, if there if there's a uh, – what's a teaser bet? That's what you call those, right? It's yeah, like a prop quarterback, bet. A, quarter, a prop bet, a quarterback in this game will throw an interception. Oh, yeah, that's a guarantee. Um, that's probably like minus 400, if we're being honest. <laughs> um, yeah, but another thing I'll say, neither of these QBs has done much offensively, so they'll have to rely on rushing attacks. Considering David Montgomery is probably not good to go, um, and, you know, the Bears are probably going to rely on Cleo Herbert. Cleo Herbert did have a great week last oh, yeah, week. Yeah, he, he balled last week. But if you're telling me to pick between Saquon and Cleo Herbert, I'm going to take Saquon. So I'm going to have the Giants winning this one, minus three, and I'm also going to – Stick with the under at 39 and a half. Yeah, it's gonna I don't be a think slow, Jones. slow, slow rushing game of just three and out, three and out, pick three and out. Three and out. Like it's just gonna, it's gonna don't watch it unless you're a fan of these teams. And even then, I advise not watching this game. I advise don't place any bets on this game, actually, because if you bet on the game, you're probably gonna have to watch it, and then you're yeah. just gonna want to blow your brains out um watching terrible football. But with that being said, we're going to go with the under at 39 and a half and New York Giants minus three. Is Darius Tony out for the season? Uh, I don't believe so. He's not playing that. He's not playing in this game. He has a very extremely aggressive throw tat though of an hour. Yes. It uh, is. That, that's very hard. Wow. It's, it's, it's something that's hard. Uh, this next game, however, is something. Wait, what's right. the pick? What are we picking? What are we picking? Giants minus three and the under at 39 and a half. All right. This next game is something. Is our clocks on the stove game of the week. Yes. Yes. Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Peterson returning back to his old stopping grounds in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, to take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Eagles are favored at minus six and a half, and the over under is set at 45. Um, you know, 
Like I said, Doug Peterson returns to Philly as the divisional leaders in the AFC South against a strong undefeated Eagle squad led by Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jacksonville is also playing its second road game in a row, not to mention um, the games are on entirely different coasts, so that's never good for a traveling team. And the travel is bound to wear the Jaguars down. It's just how it is. Both teams are at full strength, however, and I don't think the odds makers truly believe that these teams are that far apart. I think they just have a set because the Eagles are undefeated. And, you know, the Jags uneventfully had Urban Meyer last year, so they're not getting the respect they deserve. So because of that, I want to take Jacksonville plus six and a half. I think Trevor Lawrence has made incredible strides this year. I'll let you get your point in, Grayson, real quick on how you feel about that. I just think Jacksonville came off a very strong showing against the Chargers, and I think we should ride with Dougie P. So I'm gonna, I I disagree with you, but I'm gonna rock with this pick with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this because I do think the Jags defense is legit. They they let the Commanders put 28 on them, but that was Week One, and then since then the Colts put zero, and then Justin Herbert put 10. Okay, so I can see them containing. I do think I do think though. I do think the Eagles win the game. I do. I think the Eagles yes. are a better team. I think they have too many weapons, and I think their defense has been, been pretty disciplined this year. Um, You know, like their defense has been very disciplined. They only let up seven and eight. Damn, their defense has been really good. And uh, guess who has them in fantasy? Yeah. So um, I think I think I could see the Eagles winning this in like a, like a field goal game for sure. But I, I'll, I'll take Jacks. I'm going to trust in their defense. But if they – I'm going to tell you this right now. If this pick sucks, I'm never betting on the Jags again, ever. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was right last week when I said they'd beat the Chargers. Was right there. Um, although I did say they would only win if Chase Daniels was starting. I did not think they would beat Justin Herbert. That's why I even believe in them more. Um, Doug Peterson, if you give me false hope, false hope against your former team, I'll kill you myself. But that's our game of the week. We're liking what we're seeing. You can tune into that game on CBS at 1 p.m. Check your local listings because there's a million goddamn games on cbs apparently jesus christ yeah what? <laughs> uh, what? yeah it, it's a joke our next game however oh, this is where my sucks. this is where my bold prediction comes in new york jets are traveling to the steel city to take on the pittsburgh steelers um steelers are minus three and a half and the over under is set on 41 and a half look i'm taking the under here at 41 and a half because the jets and all of their losses have scored nine and 12 points. Um, they're not doing good, but the Joe Flacco era is coming to an end because the return of the, the return, the return of the Cougar killer, Zach Wilson is here. The MILF hunter is marching on down and is going to add some much needed firepower to the offense. You know, I think in order to have a successful uh, quarterback in this day and age, I feel like you have to have somewhat, of like a mobile skill to you. Zach, I might just so I think Zach, this game, bro. Um, I'm taking the Jets plus three and a half and the under 41 and a half. Here's another thing. If the Steelers continue with Mitch kissing titties, Trubisky, um, which means another week of no throwing the ball, I just don't see them doing anything. And the Steelers are 0-6 in games without TJ Watt. I think the only reason why people are actually taking Pittsburgh is because they're giving Mike Tomlin the benefit of the doubt that it's a home game and that he usually that's doesn't exactly start. Was, that's what I was looking at. Too. Yeah. Oh, went to home. But if you were to take all that away, why do the Jets not have a solid chance of winning this game? Because what is, what I don't has think Mitch Zach Wilson's good. Anything? I don't think Zach Wilson's good. 
I don't think he's good, but I think he adds like a sense of like, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, I mean, if you can convince me, I'll ride with Pittsburgh at plus or at minus three and a half. I do want to stick with the under 41 and a half just because I don't see this. But historically speaking, the Steelers can't win games without TJ Watt. They just can't. It's just, it's dog shit. And if my bold prediction is if, and this is why I want Pittsburgh to lose so badly. I think if Pittsburgh loses this week against the Jets, we see Kenny Pickett next week. And I want right, to see right, Kenny Pickett. Right, we'll do this. I'll rock with you with the pick on this one, but the next game, I don't agree. We're not rocking with that. We're not. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get your pick here. We'll take a money line. We'll take New York Jets money line. Money? We're going money line. Oh, I wasn't even going to get that bold. I just Under 41 like... and a half. Uh, we'll take a plus three point five, and then we'll take four yeah. forty one and a half. But this next game, I can't, I can't let you pick what you have. I'm sorry. You're this not going to rock. Our, our next game is probably the people's game of the week. Is yeah. Buffalo going to Baltimore? Buffalo minus three over under a fifty one. Slam the over. Fucking slam it. Yep. I still believe a lot of defensive players are out for the Bills. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jordan Poyer is out for the year. Ed Oliver will not be playing, and. A couple other guys like Jackson. Yeah, yeah I think Jackson's questionable. Yeah, you do have Ronnie Stanley who's questionable for uh, the Ravens, but but I'm going. With, I'm going to take the Ravens plus three. I think in Baltimore and Lamar, especially how he's playing right now, he's. I think he's too hot. He's coming off of a of amazing performance last week as well. They're finally starting to feel it out and get and get everything moving in the pieces they want. Yes, they lost that Dolphins game. The Dolphins are good at football. That's what it is. And they played them healthy, and they played them when everything was good. I do think it'll be very, very close. But the thing that I love about Lamar is he just is so unpredictable, and he's so hard to, to shut down. I think his utilization of both his feet and his arms are going to help them, and I think what's going to help them the most is Lamar is going to keep it with third and shorts and use his feet to get those first down, which is going to tire out and wear down the defense. I think, I think the Ravens are going to – I think the Ravens are going to take it. I think that I think the Bills are extremely talented and one of the best teams. And I think I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I think that they do rely heavy on their defense sometimes. And with and with holes in your defense that big, Lamar is going to expose them. Look, Baltimore's defense is one of the worst in the league and one of the worst I've ever seen. That's why I said um, slam the over. I started off my entire statement with slam the over. Okay. And that's fine. But if you do not have a defense to stop Josh Allen, you're fucked because the Bills will get stops. That's just how they are. They're going to get stops um, regardless, even with injuries, even with all their injuries last week against one of the best offenses in football with Tua and the Dolphins. They held them to 21 points. In a very in Miami ain't like playing in Baltimore, Zach. I would reckon it was even harder for them because, you know, they're bitching about heat and shit, but, you know, because we won my Jets pick, I'll ride with you the Baltimore. Um, I'll hate to say I told you so this time next week, but I guess only time will tell. Hey, hey the gonna... one good thing is about about when we disagree on picks like this is that it's the NFL and fucking anything can happen. When it's college football, the, the chaos is a little more controlled, but in the NFL, it's like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Yeah, this will – yeah, this is – Gonna be just an insane game, just nonstop. Super fun game to watch. Yeah, it will be fun to watch. I will agree with you on that. Um, 
I don't know. I just think Buffalo is going to be a little more pissed off. I trust Sean McDermott a lot more than I'll ever trust Harbaugh as a coach. Um, and, you know, I think this is one of those weeks where, like, Lamar has, like, a little bit of a cool down. I don't, like, I just think it's impossible to go at the yeah, pace he's going. Just, I'm, not a, I'm not a man of hypotheticals. I hate hypotheticals, and I've always been taught to never live your life on hypotheticals. Let's do one just real quick. If Lamar dismantles the Bills, is he guaranteed? MVP. Is he guaranteed MVP. MVP? Yeah, like, there's, like, not even a question. Like if he plays this week like he did last week, somehow, like I said, I don't want to hear about it. I'm just saying, hypothetically, is he the is the MVP? Yeah, yeah. Unless Jalen Hurts puts like five hundred yards on the Commanders. Nah, I don't care. I don't care. He's so Lamar. Literally, is so much more valuable there too, dude. I was looking at this thing. If you were to look at the top five fantasy players this year, Lamar's number one overall, and then it goes like two is like Josh Allen, three is Patrick Mahomes, four is whatever, and then five is Lamar again without his rushing. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, get like, no, like, it's a joke. Bro, He's, I pray to the football gods every single night that Lamar comes to Tampa. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see at the end of the year because uh, right now it's looking like his paycheck is going to have to be somewhere in between the billion range. Yeah. Uh, so, big yikes there. Our next game, very questionable. Los Angeles Chargers take it on. The Houston Texans Chargers are favored in this by minus five and a half over under set at 45 look i have no idea what i'm thinking about in this game i mean neither it's, it's so lopsided yeah we have the two worst run defenses in the game no no um, we have we have the worst run defense versus the worst run offense in this game oh okay okay yes i see i see um la you know ton of injuries Houston's really won the last two meetings. Yes. I hate that stat, though. I hate that stat. Um, I think it's so stupid. And I hate Lovey Smith a lot. But I'm yeah. telling you, banged up, a banged up, um, a banged up Herbert who hasn't utilized, they haven't utilized the run. Okay. Eckler's gone. Eckler's not doing anything. Keenan Allen's gone. And Rashawn Slater's gone. Joey Bose is gone. I'm taking Houston. It's going to be a boring ass game. And I'm taking Houston. Their secondary is good, dude. Their team's their team is not, but their secondary is good, very good. Yeah, yeah. I've talked a lot this year about uh, Petrie and Derek Singley Jr. and about how they've done a very good job drafting those two, and they've been solid for them. Obviously, I just don't see them there in the long term. They'll probably get traded for other good picks, but it's just annoying to see that they'll probably never build a dynasty there in Houston, especially not with Lovey Smith. No offense, but I just don't really see him being that guy. Um, but yeah, I'll rock with you on that. Houston plus five and a half. We're not going to touch the over under. I just feel like that's such a toss up game. I I couldn't even make a bad game. Yeah. All right. This next game though, we have the Arizona Cardinals going over to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are somehow favored in this game. Yeah. My point. I'll take Arizona money line over under set at 43 and a half. I don't really want to touch that. Look, here's, here's why I'm taking Arizona. No, Christian, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Christian McCaffrey's uh, at questionable right now. Yeah, but he's questionable every goddamn week. Okay. Like, right. it, it, that, I, that I didn't know if I guarantee. missed something. I didn't know if I missed some news. No, I, th- I think it's literally in his contract that they have to list him as questionable every week because <laughs> they literally don't know. Like, oh, he jerked off a little too hard. Wrist injury. Oh, mm-hmm. he stubbed his toe. Foot injury. 
Like that, that that's just how it is. Um, Bro, all I'm saying is if you're a fantasy owner of Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, every day has got to be like, holy shit. Every, I mean, Harrison, day, every day that they are on the football field has to be massive anxiety. Dude, Harrison Rayner's football team is literally – um, I think it's – I don't know who his quarterback is, but it's literally Christian McCaffrey and Saquon. And then he has Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, and my gosh. Like, like his team is just, like, the most boomer bust, terrifying thing yeah. to look at. Yeah. Like, like, I played him week one, and I got dismantled by it because I was like, how do we even allow this man to draft this team? And it's because, like, you look at that team, and you're like, I can't draft Saquon. Like, God, that's too Yeah, no, I refuse. I, I, did, I, I refuse to draft Saquon or Christian McCaffrey. I know their potential, but, like, it's such a risk. It's such a risk. To get them that early, and then they get hurt, and that, that fucks you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, back to this matchup. Carolina really just isn't proving to anyone that they're a good team. You know, I think they got away with a win last week, which like teams do just because like it's almost yeah, impossible so, to go yeah. 0 and 17. Um, I expect Arizona to play with a little bit of urgency and get things done this week. This is a very beatable opponent, and I think this is just one of those where like Kyler puts up like a 30 point fantasy performance. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of a, his legs. kind of a statement game for them, I think. You know, like they're supposed to win this game. Yeah. Go out and win this game. You haven't looked that good this season. Like, let's go out. Let's feel good. Let's get a good win over the over the Panthers. Get everyone happy and, and feeling good. And I do believe James Conner's back this week as well. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll say for Carolina side of things, look, Matt Rule is on the hot seat. Um, he keeps blaming the receivers for their lackluster offense. But let's be honest, it's the shit fucking play calling and the lack of involvement of your star players such as DJ Moore. You're not getting the ball. And you're lucky DJ Moore is keeping his goddamn mouth shut in interviews because he's literally sitting there and just being like, ah, I don't know what's wrong. Like He's like, we're just not on the same page. No, you know what's wrong. It's your goddamn quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, and your and his backup is Sam Darnold. So you, you're really not getting anything out of either of those guys. I'm pretty I sure. Love, dude, I love, dude. on the IR. I loved Baker, but like it, this season, you can't argue for him. Like the, He just sucks. Yeah, it's sucks. Sorry. Yeah, Dustin uh, Fields has a better overall QBR going into Week Four than 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 Baker, and that that is terrible. Yeah, that is awful. Yeah, so uh, I'll rock I'll rock Cardinals with you. I don't want to touch the over under though. Yeah, just Cardinals plus one. We'll rock with that. Look, I don't really want to talk about this next game much as a Patriots fan. I said from the beginning I will never bet on them until we sign an OC. And I don't think we're starting at OC. And even though I didn't think it would be possible to piss me off any more than you already could being a Patriots fan. But then when Mac Jones goes down from playing in garbage time in a game that was already put away, rather than just seeing what you got in Bailey Zapp, you said, fuck it, let's put in dog shit Brian Hoyer. Now, legendary starting quarterback, we know. Backup. Or legendary backup. backup. I meant backup. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Sorry. My like allergies are acting oh, up. Good. I'm I'll go off on this one. So I. So before we, we dive into this game, Zach. So Zach and I do. We make a brief outline and then we add fat to it and then so we'll we'll make our picks with the brief outline and then when we add the fat, we'll be like, all right, this is what we think. So when we did the brief outline, we actually had, uh, we actually had the Patriots plus ten or plus nine and a half going into this game. But the thing is, is like I I was talking to Zach, like the Green Bay's offense has sucked this year. They've they put seven points, 27 against the Bears, and then 14 points. They haven't really produced. But it's in Lambeau, 
and Brian Hoyer's running it. I don't, I don't see, I don't see the Patriots going in there and uh, and doing anything. You also got Yandi Kastusi, whoever that is, almost tackle. He's not playing. Um, Jair Alexander's questionable, but I feel like that doesn't even matter. They're, they're offense. They have no weapons to even throw to. Um, so I'm going to take Green Bay minus nine and a half. And an interesting fact here is in Aaron Rodgers' 15 seasons as the, as the Green Bay starting quarterback, this is only his third time ever going against Bill Belichick. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, I just don't think – I just – I might be wrong, but I just – it's not the defense of of the Patriots that's giving me the, the worry. It's their offensive production. I don't think they're going to put up any fucking points. I honestly think they're going to run this ball a million times. Yeah, but they're not – that's not going to cover the spread. I mean, could end up being like what they did with the Bills. Obviously, I – I can't be trusted with Patriots games. I don't bet against them. I've been right so far in every Patriots game, um, but that's because I've bet against them every time. If I were to say something, if the if the Patriots even have a chance, if you're a better out there and you think the Patriots have a chance, then you have to be taking the under as well because you got to know they're going to stick to the ground. They're not going to trust Brian Hoyer to do anything crazy, and they're going to try to limit Aaron Rodgers' um, on-the-field production. That's just how it is. Yeah, they're not going to um, win a shootout. They cannot win it. They cannot make it a shootout. They will lose. They will lose ten times out of ten if it's a shootout. Um, honestly, I just hope Brian Hoyer gets like a small cold or like a test positive for COVID or something and won't allow him to play, so I can see Bailey's app because that's the only chance we have. Because honestly, I I don't know what we're getting out of Bailey's app. I really don't, and I would love to know. I would just love to know. Like, give me a reason to tune into the goddamn game. I'm not tuning into a Brian Hoyer game. Yeah. I'm not. Well, but in, even if Bailey Zap sucks, who cares? At least try him out. Yeah, like, you're not, another you're quarterback. Not supposed to do anything good, anyways. Yeah, like you're you're going into this game projected to lose. At least like make the loss a little interesting. Yeah. What's like, what's what's the worst case scenario here? Oh, the quarterback that you that you shouldn't have starting goes out, and you guys lose when you were projected to lose, and everyone thought you were going to lose. Or he goes out, he proves he's fucking gross, and you guys somehow win. I think I think the risk is so I think I think the reward is so much greater than the risk. There's not even yeah. a risk. You're supposed to lose. Yeah. I just I think I think that finding out his potential. Now now listen, we're not there in practice. We're not seeing what, what's happening, obviously. But from our perspective, I just Zap think is better. Zap I think, is better. Oh, I agree Zap is better, but I they might be holding him off. I don't know what it is. I just think you don't have any risk and you might as well just let every fucking try everything this game. Try it all. Yeah. Open, open a little trickery. Do some please yeah, clickers. Okay. Let, let Jacoby Myers throw another touchdown pass. Um. Anyway, moving on from that one, we'll take Green Bay minus nine and a half. Oof, that is so goddamn risky. Yeah. But I think screw it. I think we'll, it's yeah. We'll ride with it. Whatever. Our next game, though, this is another game that I, I would – you'd have to pay me to watch this. Um. Denver Broncos going to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Um, Vegas minus two and a half over under set at 45 and a half. Look, both Wilson and Carr obviously have not been living up to their expectations this year. Um, you know, Wilson came into a Broncos team where they felt like their only missing piece was quarterback. And on the other side of things, Derek Carr got his butt buddy in Devontae Adams. And neither of them have been able to do shit. Look, Carr's production with Devonte has been fine. He's targeted him literally over 50% of all his throws. He literally can't look at anyone else other than him. I don't know if they've literally been like fucking each other 
or what, but they literally soul bonding. It's like Rick they, Morty. They're soul bonding. Yeah, soul bonding. Yeah, they've soul bonded over some bullshit because, I mean, this is just a joke. Yeah, but anyway, I, think that, I think that fact you just brought up of how he only looks down at Devontae Adams is going to be the reason they lose this game. Hunter Renfro is not supposed to play. Uh, who's their tight end? What's his name? Um, you know the tight end. Tight end for the Raiders, Zach. Oh, Darren Waller. Darren Waller has underperformed this season as well, and I think a part of that is due to the fact that Derek Carr is feeding David, Devontae Adams so much. I expect this Denver's defense – Denver's defense has not been the issue this year. It's not been them. They are gross. Okay. Yeah. They're going to double cover Devontae, shut him down, and there's no offensive production I'm going to see from the Raiders. Raiders are going to go 0 and 4. I'm calling it. And I hope they go <laughs> 0 and fucking 17 for what they did at Gruden. Fair enough. I like that. I'm down to rock with that. I think Russ, hopefully, Russ will not cook. I'm not saying Russ is going to cook. I'm not saying that at all. Russ I don't think he's going to cook. cook. Ru- okay. Russ doesn't have to cook, but he can put a goddamn grilled cheese in the microwave. Yeah. Yo, he's just gotta heat up the uncrustable. Just put the uncrustable in there. Bro, take take your Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwich out the freezer, pop it in there on defrost, and let your defense yeah. carry you to a win. Please. You don't need to make a meal, Please. but you gotta have some nutrients. You need we're some. not asking, we're not asking for some Gordon Ramsay beef wellington on the plate right now. Yeah. That's not what I'm looking for. You don't need to do I'm, that. You just gotta eat it. You just gotta have something. You just need to eat a meal. We as fans, as fans, we are the homeless at the soup kitchen, and we just need you to take your ladle and put it in my goddamn bowl for the love of God. All, and that will make us so happy. We, we will literally sit there and be like, oh, my God, Russell Wilson, thank you so much for, like, not ruining another week of football. But I swear to God, oh, if you man. go out there. He's going to find a way. Can... Bro, you know what I could see? I could see him driving them, like, 95 yards for a touchdown opening drive. And then just not doing anything the rest of the game. That would be that would be like Russ putting the pizza in the oven and then going to sleep. Yeah, dude, dude. The yeah. me- uh, Casey said it best in the one pod we did with him. Dude, the memes of him are endless. Endless. Because he's endless. so cringe, dude. You think he gets he's shit so- on. You think he gets shit on in his own house by Sarah? I, I think she gives him a look where like he just like has to smile through it, knowing that like she's thinking about texting future. Yeah, but she also knows that her husband's making a quarter of a billion dollars. So she kind of, I think she can smile through the pain. Yeah. I think future, though, every time Russ plays bad, he immediately sends his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like every, every time he throws a pick, he goes, he goes, Russ may have turned the ball over, but I'd never turn your heart over or some fucking dumb shit. Oh, oh God. God. It is – the only thing I did see that's kind of hard is a tweet that says uh, Futures Kids Call Russ Dad. That is true. But I don't think – look, this is, I, this is the last thing I'll say about this before we move on. Future did the hardest thing in history when on Mother's Day he tweeted out a mother, like a happy Mother's Day to each individual baby mama that he had. That is so hard. Like I, I could not believe a man could do that and like not get like castrated or like taken to court on the spot. But then again, I don't think he cares. I don't even think like I think in his mind, it's like God wants him to do that. Like God is like, yes, yes. Yeah, we got two more games. Sunday night football. Kansas City Chiefs going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The line is even over under. 45 and a half. The Bucks, Mike Evans back. 
fuck you, Tom Brady. You're the reason that happened. That hurt my fantasy team this year, that week. The Bucks defense is not the issue here, Zach. They have been balling. They've let three points, 10 points, and 14 points. Their defense is disgusting. They're doing a phenomenal job. There's two things I want to look here that I believe are going to help the Bucs win this game. Um, also, before I go into that, it's not confirmed, but Bauer said that he believes Julio will play this week. It's also going to help them a lot, especially in the red zone. He's a big body to throw to. Two things I think they're going to help the Bucs here. The first is the Chiefs have a horrible, horrible, horrible rushing game. Rushing uh, overall. Yeah, rushing attack. attack, yeah. They only had 58 rushing yards against the Colts last week. Tampa has the fifth best run defense. Okay, they're gonna shut that shit down. It's really it, we've said it a million fucking times. You open the pass with the run, you open the run with the pass. And you you need both. You need both. The other thing is this fucking hurricane, everyone's gonna be hyped, everyone's gonna be ready to be there, and Tom's gonna win it for the Bucks because of Hurricane Ian. Bucks take them even. Buck Tampa Bay Buccaneers all day, baby. Yeah, you know. If history ever repeats itself, just a couple things I'll point out. When Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, the Astros won the World Series. When Katrina hit New Orleans, the Saints won the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Um, so, yeah, I think the Bucks are going to get the win in this one. Brady-led teams are usually known to bounce back a lot better following losses. Um, I think the Chiefs, especially with the whole meltdown between Eric Bieniemy and – you know, Kermit the Frog, Patty Mahomes on the sideline, completely going down. Um, I just think Tampa is going to really make the Chiefs one-dimensional. I think the Bucks are really going to get things going offensively, especially with their weapons back. You know, uh, I think Fournette is going to prove to be a big influence in this game as well. I think, I think Fournette's finally going to start get things going on the ground as well. I don't really have too much more to say about this. It, it will be a great game. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and as a fantasy owner, I would love this to be a high-scoring game where Mike Evans and, and Patty are both just eating because I have both of them on the same team, so that'd be pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Our um, last I game think, for you – oh, I'm sorry, Zach. Yeah, I was just going to say as a Kelsey and Juju owner, I would love to see um, them finally get some consistency going between the two of them. I think Juju's going to end up being the number one receiver there. That's why I'm holding on to him. I just think I, Kelsey's – I'm not, not sorting Juju personally. But um, our last game, our Monday night football at 8.15 p.m. on ESPN, the Los Angeles Rams travel to San Francisco to play the 49ers. 49ers coming in at a minus one and a half, over under set at 42 and a half. I really don't give two shits about this game at all. Um, I would be happy if maybe Allen Robinson got the fucking ball thrown to him. I also have Higby. I don't know why I thought Stafford would dish it out more. He's not. He just loves Cooper Cup. Also, another big thing to notice, Trent Williams, left tackle for San Francisco, is out for this game. So expect uh, Don- Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald to feast. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know why people are so high on San Francisco, uh, considering how poorly they played last week against the Broncos. You know, Denver went, went three and out nine times. The 49ers only went three and out once and still managed to lose a game. Because Jimmy G put his foot down on racism, he did. Um, that that I'm not saying that's why they lost. That that would be a very terrible thing to say. But um, what I am saying is that you lost your best left tackle, and Jimmy G really isn't doing anything for you. Now I still think he's a better option than Trey Lance. Yes, I'm just saying. But I pray that Matt Stafford gets things going. I just 
you know, to see their Super Bowl hangover last this bad, uh, it just looks ugly for them. But, you know, time will tell. It is a Monday night football game. Primetime games are always weird. You never know. But we're rocking with the Rams in that one. Give Plus us Rams 1.5, baby. Nah, screw that. Screw that. Let's take the Rams money line. Just because, like, two points. Like, you're either going to win by a few goals. Rams money line, baby. That's all from us. I'm going to try to nurse this cold, science infection, whatever. I'm going to go figure it out. Um, I will not be sick of watching football, though, because that's all I ever want to do. So, football, you are my one true love. I will stick to you, whether you break my heart or not with these goddamn picks. And you best not hurt me now. Hey, hey, we can't be worse than last week, so. Ah. <laughs> we did get some right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning uh, in. NFL week four, baby.